Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, man. Uh, let's talk the NBA and what's going down with the far as uh, COVID protocols. Uh, is it getting to a dire situation or is that an overreaction? Well, I think in terms of the quality of the product for this stretch of time, it's definitely a pretty bad situation. Look, I think in terms of the COVID itself and the impact of the virus, I mean, as we you know go on with this and sort of learn how to live with it in a sense, you know, I think we feel like people who are vaccinated, uh, who, who end up with these cases have a good amount of protection and, and we're just going to assume in, in the NBA that they're going to be okay. But, you know, when you have this many players shuffling in and out of, of lineups and then they've got to go through the, the, the protocol uh, that sidelines them for maybe as much as 10 days, it's, it's a major disruption. And obviously these teams are playing each other. They're in close proximity to one another. They're traveling. They're on the road. The, the NBA has not had the same number of restrictions as it did last year. So this is bound to happen if you've got another wave that was really transmissible and it appears that this is what's happening. Now, what do they do about it? They're going to postpone games and they have to, but for now they're just going to kind of try to power through and if teams have enough players available, they're going to try to get them to play, but it's definitely a big disruption. How important for NBA teams, Dan, to be able to sign players and it not affect their uh, salary cap or the luxury tax? And, and, and on top of that one, why don't they just go back to playing behind closed doors? Well, no doubt. They've loosened up some of the rules uh, a little bit so that teams can either sign guys on a temporary basis or have more uh, transfers between the NBA and their minor league affiliates. Uh, there's some complicated rules about how many times guys can go up and down. Uh, and, and I think they're making that a little bit easier so the teams can fill in some of the holes that they need to. Look, you ask a good question, but ultimately that's, that's going to be up to the local cities. The NBA, I, I think if we're just going to be real honest about it, uh, they want and need the revenue. Uh, 2020 was a very difficult year for them financially. And last year uh, when they came back. A lot of these arenas were empty, and, and that's just a lot of money that the players and the owners were having to forfeit. So if certain cities or areas have to shut down attendance at sporting events, then obviously people have to comply. But for now, I, I don't really see the NBA saying that, that they're going to play in front of empty stadiums, not, not at this point. All right, on it goes. Uh, I've got to talk about my favourite, and that's the NFL. I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan, right? And I've I got to ask you this question. They seem there or thereabouts, but I'm not convinced they go all the way. Well, 
Look, uh, they've had a good season. As you end up through 16 or I guess now 17 games this year, there's definitely going to be some ups and downs. Uh, you know, they, they as the season's gone along, they don't look maybe quite as dominant uh, as they did early in the season. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, I think in the NFL right now, especially the main thing is you just want to, and you just want to get into the playoff. You can just sort of get into that playoff, then you've got a you've got a good chance. And the NFC looks pretty wide open. Like you know, the Cardinals had, had been playing really well, and then they lose a game to Detroit uh, yesterday. So everyone's going to have some some bad weeks. I mean, the Cowboys are still sitting here ten and four. Um, they've won three in a row. So. I think, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs, and, and I think they're going to have a good chance to, to advance. So many good storylines in the NFL this year. One of them that stands out like a shining star is, is Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. No one saw this coming. Well, this is certainly a testament to how great of a coach Bill Belichick is. And, you know, I think a lot of people sort of wondered if Tom Brady's time with the Patriots came to an end, why Belichick wanted to move on and blow it up instead of just have Brady end his career with that team. And I I think for somebody like Belichick, who's won as much as he has, there's something invigorating about tearing it down and starting over and trying to build it back one more time. And I I think you've seen this year that there is a a real um, competence. And I don't don't want to necessarily say genius, because I think that overstates (laughs) what, what we talk about a lot of times in sports, but he understands how to put a roster together. And the Mac Jones thing, I guess maybe I'm not too surprised because I saw a lot of him in, in college and I really thought he had, uh, you know, the, the timing, the anticipation, the, um, the, the ability to process things quickly on the field that would help him play in the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, like, certainly it shows the value of Belichick. Obviously, Brady went and did his thing last year and won the Super Bowl, and it was, that was an incredible story. But uh, there's no doubt that the Patriots have, have shown this year that they're not they're not going to be down for long as, as long as Belichick is in that position. How much do you like seeing older quarterbacks still doing their thing? And it, it comes to mind, you know, uh, you look at Roethlisberger, you look at Brady, but the one that stands out right now is uh, Green Bay. Well, sure. Look, uh, one of the great things about this era of sports is we have so much knowledge and information about how to preserve people's athleticism and, and their bodies. Football is obviously a brutal sport. Quarterback, you're not taking as many hits as, as other positions, and it's it's such a cerebral position that as long as somebody can can think and see, then if they fall off athletically a little bit, they can still play. At a, at a pretty high level, uh, so I do think we're gonna, we're seeing in football, as we're seeing in all kinds of sports, whether it's basketball, uh, tennis, whatever it is, people are thriving well into their thirties uh, now, whereas that didn't used to be the case. So I think some of it's that, but still, when you look at Brady and you look at Rodgers and just how good they have been over such a long period of time, year in, year out, it is a marvel. And it, it's certainly not just because we know more about the body and how to uh, get people or extend people's careers, but just because they are uniquely talented. i got to ask you about the, the late-season charge of Miami. Uh, what do you make of that? Is that a head-scratcher? Well, you know, it's interesting because this is a team that I think people thought going into the year, like, had a chance to do something uh, impressive, you know, take that next step. Uh, they've had so many years of, of just collecting those high draft picks and uh, building a roster with 
with talented, you know, first, second round picks, at some point you, you, you do think that that's going to turn. Like that's why the draft exists. I said that if, if you make some, some good picks, like eventually you're going to have enough players to, to have that breakthrough. So I, I would say it's maybe more confusing why they struggled so much right out of the gate as opposed to now they've won, what, six in a row. Um, you know, I think it's probably just a little bit later than maybe some people thought. Now we'll see how they end the season, but but they, I think, you know, there does come a point as a franchise where you just say, hey, look, enough's enough. We, we don't want to pick in the top ten anymore, and um, we'll, we'll see how far they can push this thing. I got, one, I got one final thought for you, because one of my favorite all-time players was Dion Primetime Sanders, and he has shaken college football up at Jackson State. Uh, are you surprised at how good a coach he's becoming, and, and then they go and get Travis Hunter, the number one pick? Yeah, and, you know, for uh, your audience, I'm not sure how uh, closely they follow American sports, but, you know, in college football, you've got, you know, this group of, of teams. There's separate divisions. So you've got the top division in college football that is playing for, you know, the national championship. Uh, and then the FCS, the football championship subdivision, uh, is a group of schools that has less resources, less funding, and their rosters have fewer scholarships. So they're not really playing the, the big boys, so to speak. So it's a different level of football. Uh, but Jackson State uh, is a school that uh, rolled the dice on Deion Sanders. He wanted to be a coach. Uh, they were struggling as a program. They were not doing very well. And they thought, hey, let's see if we can reinvigorate uh, the narrative around our school. And, and Dion has gone in there and uh, totally – shaking things up. And I don't think it's any surprise that doing well in recruiting because he is such a big name and he's very charismatic and a lot of high school kids uh, who saw him on TV or saw the YouTube videos of him as a player, uh, it's intriguing the chance to, to be coached by him. Uh, but you don't ever see a school at that level getting the number one ranked high school player in the country. That just does not happen. So for him to do that is, is a huge uh, shake up in, in the system. It's a massive surprise, and it's, it's certainly something that uh, people are going to be very curious about when, when Travis Hunter gets to campus to see how he looks at a level of football where you know there are certainly NFL future NFL players that come from that level, but nobody who sort of projects that way as a 17 or 18 year old goes to play at that level right off the bat. So. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see kind of how that develops. Oh, I just think it's all about being part of the prime time show. Dan Walken from USA Today, thanks so much for giving us your insights and happy Christmas, my friend. You got it. Thank you very much.